Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 55. The Cubs club the Cardinals. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and of course, follow us on Facebook as well. You can also email us. Fly the W670 at gmail.com. Crowley, happy Monday, and it is a happy one. What a weekend. The Cubs take three or four from the Cardinals. I went down to the Iowa Cubs game and saw a walk-off home run. I am on cloud nine right now, Dustin. All right, well, let's start with that, Crowley. Tell me about the walk-off home run. Who hit it? What was the situation? Yeah, Cubs down by one run in the ninth inning, two outs. Edwin Rios hits a 450-foot bomb to about left center. So the place went nuts. I jumped on the dugout. It was crazy. Nice. Very cool. And the uh, Iowa Cubs are still doing good, right? Hayden Wisniewski just had a nice uh, start out there for them. Yeah, I got to see Hayden. The slider looked nasty. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. All right. Well, enough about the Iowa Cubs. Let's talk about the big Cubs, the Cubs with the big C, because the uh, dreaded Cardinals were in town. And game number one goes all the way back on Thursday night. Marcus Stroman on the bump. Marcus Stroman versus Steven Matz. You and I both agree this was the one that the Cubs easily should have taken on paper, and the Cubs lose 7-2. to So that ended up being their only loss. The game was bad in every single aspect, Dustin. Pitching, hitting, defense, all bad. Stroman struggled and definitely was not helped by his defense. Cardinals scored first when Wilson Contreras, who else, right, singled and scored Paul Goldschmidt. Now, the run was unearned because of the first of two fielding errors by Patrick Wisdom. But Wilson is hitting 364, 8 for 22 in six games against the Cubs. So, okay, you're down one up 
to no big deal, but the wheels fell completely off in the top of the fourth. Uh, Stroman's going to give up a two-run blast to Jordan Walker, and later in the inning, Nolan Arenado's going to hit a two-run double, and the Cubs were down five to nothing. David Ross had seen enough, and Stroman's knife was over. Michael Rucker came in to finish the inning, but when he came back out in the fifth, he gave up a two-run homer to Paul DeYoung. Back to Stroman, though. He went 3.2 innings pitch, gave up seven hits, five runs, four of them earned. He walked four and struck out four. So it was his third shortest start of the season. And his seven hits allowed were the second most of 2023. So Stroh right now is 0-3 with a 6.23 ERA and three starts this season against the Cardinals. I know how much you love that. But yeah, that's not that's not going to cut it. That, that That's not going to cut it. The, the four walks bothers me. Not being mentally tough enough to handle the errors behind you bothers me. So that, that this was the most disappointing Strowman start of the year. Yeah, Dustin, he, he had a streak of seven quality starts in a row. He has not posted, he's only posted one in four, out of his last five starts. Should the Cubs be hitting the panic button when it comes to Stroh, Dustin? Um, I don't know that they should be hitting the panic button, but this is, again, going back to what I said all season long. This is why they, thankfully, did not back up the truck and pay this guy during the season. You need to see how he does over the course of hopefully, you know, 25 to 30 starts. He's been really, really good. Of course he has been, but I'm not paying a guy on the other side of 30, a hundred million dollars, just not doing it right now. So, uh, you know, if the Cubs are, if the Cubs are sitting real close to 500 after this White Sox series, maybe, maybe you don't move them. Maybe you're buying and you're buying another pitcher. But uh, right now, I don't know if anybody's going to give you quite what you thought you were going to get from Marcus Stroman after these last couple of starts. Uh, again, the, I think the blister kind of affected two of those starts. Um, you know, he did really good against Boston, which Boston's been on fire lately. I still think he brings you a return. It's just a question if the Cubs want to extend him or trade him at this point. All right. Well, again, if you're not going to, if you don't want him back next year, then I think you should trade him. If you want him back next year and you want to take a run at this central division, then you keep him. But you can't, you can't not trade him and then not offer him something in the offseason. So that's the, that's, that's the tricky part of this whole thing. Now, the offense was just as bad. Coming into Thursday, Dustin, there had been 142 MLB pitchers to make at least 10 starts this season, and only two of them failed to have one victory. One of them was the Cubs le- or Cardinals lefty Steven Matz, who hadn't recorded a win in nearly a year, and he goes ahead and dominates the Cubs. Five innings pitched, gave up one run on three hits with one walk and six Ks. The Cubs only scored two runs on six hits, leaving nine men on base, going one for eight with runners in scoring position. The only offense really came from Jan Gomes, who scored the Cubs' first run by hitting an RBI triple in the fourth, and then he hits another triple in the bottom of the seventh. Now, again, Jordan Walker, the prized rookie of the Cardinals, he can really hit, but the defense leaves a lot to be desired. So he was a little bit assisting on some of those, but – you take a look at it. Gomes is going to score on the uh, Christopher Morel ground out. So Gomes was three for four with an RBI and a run scored. He is the third oldest catcher at 36 years old in one day since 1901 with two triples in a game hat tip to the great Sarah Langs on that one. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was the only highlight of the night. Jan Gomes with the uh, two triples. They seemed tired. They seemed not enthused, um, uninspired, um, and that's just a bad way to handle a rival anytime. That, that really was disappointing. 
Right. Well, game two, once we get to game two and game three, then we start talking about traditional wild and crazy Cubs Cardinals games that we are used to. This one was a nail biter. Uh, Justin Steele on the mound. The Cardinals jumped out to an early lead with one out. The Cardinals loaded the bases. Andrew Kinziger hit a little weak ground ball to third. Miles Masterboni took the out at first, and that made it one nothing. People thought he should have gone home with it. I thought he made the right call. Steele walked the next batter to load the bases, but got Dylan Carlson to ground into a double play to end the threat. Um, it was what recent Hall of Fame announcer Pat Hughes called one of those turning point moments in the bottom of the third. The Cubs tie it up on Miles Masterboni's first MLB home run ever, a solo shot to tie the game. Get it wasn't this, a cheapie either. It wasn't a cheapie, so it wasn't a basket. Um, good for him. Uh, about time. About damn time. Well, let's go with this here, Dustin, because since being recalled from AAA on July 8th, Miles is batting 429 with one double, one home run, eight runs scored, a 429 OBP, and two stolen bases. So he did start batting. 29 games to start the season, he was batting 145. So good to see him start to come around. And sometimes it's hard when you're not an everyday consistent player to get into a rhythm, and I'm glad that he's able to do that. You saw it with Magical, same thing. Struggled to right. start the season and then got hot before he got injured. Or he likes that MLB uh, meal money much better than he likes the uh, minor league <laughs> meal money. Maybe. Now, the Cubs added some more runs in the bottom of the third one. Mike Talkman, Palatine Pounder, doubles to score Miguel Amaya. And we'll talk about him at the end. But Cody Bellinger homered, and the Cubs were Cubs were up 4-1. to one. Justin Steele's cruising, but in the seventh with one out, Jose Fermin singles, and Steele's day was done. He went 6.1 innings, gave up six hits, two runs, one walk, and a season-high nine strikeouts. A great quality start, and so good to see Justin Steele looking good. He looked but, fantastic. I liked I liked what you saw to him. Yeah, he comes out, though, and then Julian Merriweather took over. He strikes out Lars Newtbar before walking Paul Goldschmidt. Wild pitch is going to move the runners to second and third, and Nolan Arenado, who was on our hot list, singled to make it four to three. But Wilson Contreras strikes out to end the threat. I don't know how bad you were chewing your nails, Dustin, but I was sweating. I thought for sure Wilson was going to come through. Yeah, that was a tough one. I'm glad Wilson didn't. I did think he was going to uh, do that, but uh, fortunately he did not. And I can't. It, it's amazing that the rumors today are that Wilson Contreras is being shopped around by the Cardinals. Basically, they said, the, you know, the, the two guys, Arenado and Goldschmidt, who we talked about last time, are, are not moving and everyone else is available. So that just shows you what a disaster that signing was for the Cardinals. Yeah, it's been rough. They're going to have to eat a lot of money if they have any any plan to get rid of Wilson Contreras. But Dustin, you know, we do need to talk about the eighth inning. You know me, man. I'm a, I mean, look at me. If you're watching on the scores uh, YouTube channel, you can see I'm surrounded by Cubs memorabilia. I love the Car Cubs and I hate the Cardinals with every bounce of my being. But what happened in the eighth inning of this game was a joke and MLB needs to address it. Okay. Down four to three, riding a six game winning streak and the Cardinals season on the line. The Cardinals load the bases with one out. Michael Fulmer and Mark Leiter walk the bases loaded. Cannot happen, Dustin. Cannot happen. It's inexcusable. With one out, pitch hitter Alec Burleson is up to the plate, and Mark Leiter cannot throw strikes. Now, again, if you are on the you watching on YouTube on the 670 Score channel, make sure to subscribe. I'm putting up the graphic that shows what happened, Leiter versus Burleson. The first three pitches are nowhere close to the strike zone. 
Okay, so he cannot throw a strike lighter. He walked the previous batter, and these three pitches are way outside and high. Then it gets to pitch number four, the fourth pitch. The fourth pitch is slightly outside, but definitely outside. It is called a strike. That makes it three and one, bases loaded, one out. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The fifth pitch of this at bat is nowhere near a strike. I don't know how he missed this call. And that would make it three to two. And then Leiter throws one even further outside. Burlinson has no idea what this umpire is going to call. So he goes low and outside to get the ball, grounds into a double play. And that is going to end the threat. And the Cubs are going to win that game four to three. But that was a run right there for the Cardinals. The game should have been tied. And am I happy that the Cubs got the benefit of the count? Yes, but if it would have gone the other way, Dustin, you and me would have be oh. flipping out right now. That would be that would have been that would have been the basis of the entire podcast today had it gone the other way. It, 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 in, in this day and age, if MLB wants to get in bed with gambling, I'm not a gambler. I had no money on the game, but if they want to get in bed with with gambling and all that stuff, imagine if you had money on that game. I mean, that's oh wrong. I'm I'm telling you this, Dustin. I said I was down in Iowa this weekend. They had the ABS system there in AAA. If, uh, to remind our listeners, the ABA system is when you, when a, either a pitcher, a catcher, or a batter can challenge a call. You have only a limited amount. I think it's three per game. So as long as you're right on your challenge, you re- retain all three. If you're wrong, you lose one. Okay? And it worked fine. It was awesome. They would challenge. It, they, you have to tap your helmet immediately or tell the umpire immediately. It goes up on the screen. They show it exactly like we saw um, what I showed on here on the board. And you get the call right in these critical moments. That was inexcusable. Yeah, it is. And you're right. But uh, thankfully, it went, the, uh, it went the Cubs way. And they were able to hang on and win this one. Yeah, they, the offense scored four runs on nine hits. Bellinger, three for four with two RBIs. And Miles Mastroboni, two for three with that solo home run, Dustin. No, now, well, now all of a sudden he's in there for his bat. I knew they needed to play him for his defense after Thursday night after Patrick Wisdom forgot how to play third base. So I expected him out there. I definitely didn't expect that home run. Well, I'll tell you, as far as what to expect, I had no idea what to expect with game three. As the Cubs say, Michael Fulmer is going to start. We Remember we talked about the TBD. We were yep. kind of like, okay, what's going on here? So the Cubs, were they going to go a bullpen game? Didn't know. So Michael Fulmer is going to start against Miles Michaelis. The Cubs win this one in a wild 8-6 to six game. Classic Cubs-Cardinals. And probably one of the signature wins of the season. So the opener strategy. Michael Fulmer comes out to start the game. And then the very first pitch, Lars Newtbar hits a home run. Didn't look like it was I mean, going to work did, out. At that point, I, I was totally deflated. I was totally <laughs> deflated at that point. I'm like, really? After hanging on on Friday, this is how we're going to start Saturday? And it was just such a weird thing with saying Fulmer's going to start and what are we going to expect in the, the very first pitch out. That being said, Fulmer did eh, okay. He gave, went two innings. He gave up one run on three hits with one walk and two Ks. But in the third, Drew Smiley comes into the game. So... 
Okay, where he, why didn't he start? I don't know. Were they trying something? I don't know. But the results for Drew Smiley were the same. Awful. He went 3.2 innings, gave up five runs on six hits, one walk and five Ks. Smiley has a 7.59 ERA in seven outings, six starts since June 14th. This can't keep happening, Dustin. No, not if you're going to be any kind of a legitimate. I, I thought for sure that Hayden Wisniewski was going to be up. Instead of throwing the game in Iowa on Friday or Saturday, he would have thrown it up at Wrigley. And I, here's what I also don't get. Why would you start Fulmer if you're going to bring in Smiley? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, were you nope. punishing Were you punishing Drew Smiley? I mean, is that what we're doing? I don't think you do that at the big league level. If you're going to punish him, then you don't play him. That, that's punishment. So I don't know. I mean, they just – and there was no explanation. Zero explanation because – the Cubs end up winning this wild game, right? Other right. than to say that, other than to say that we'll let you know what we're going to do with Drew Smiley in the future. So it wasn't like some team wanted him, so you're keeping him, you know, keeping him out of the game so that he doesn't get hurt and ruin his trade value. It, this doesn't make any sense to me at all. It, it was bizarre to say the least. Maybe they thought that if he had a little more time to warm up, or I, I couldn't even, I, I, I can't even figure out a reason it happened, but it happened. And not only that, here's another head scratcher for you, right? Smiley's pulled in the six with two outs after giving up a single to Lars Newtbar. Who does David Ross call out of the bullpen? Rookie Daniel Palencia. So remember Daniel Palencia, he started the, he started last, he finished last season in single a, and then he went through double uh, A and triple A this year and he's up, but they put the kid in an extremely high leverage situation in a tie game in a critical series he comes in, he throws a wild pitch to move Nupar to second, walk Goldschmidt, walk Gorman to load the bases, threw his second wild pitch of the inning to score Nupar, and that gave the Cardinals a 6-5 to five lead. But with runners on second and third and two outs, Palencia was able to get Nolan Arenado to ground out. Again, chewing my nails and sweating profusely was I. Yeah, I can't believe that they left him in at that point, but they really were kind of towards the end of having guys left. A wild, wild game. Now, the offense, Dustin, was the real hero of this game. In the last episode, we talked about how the core of Horner, Happ, and Suzuki had been struggling in the month of July. Happ struggling all year, Suzuki up and down, Horner just with a bad month of July, and that Swanson had been injured most of the month, and that was the core of this team. Well, Sam uh, Swanson came out of the off the IL for this game, and Horner and Suzuki have been picking it up since the National Series. The Cubs offense overcame four different deficits. They were down one nothing, 3-1, 5-3, 6-5 to win this game. They scored eight runs on 15 hits with the core of the team leading the way. Horner, three for four. Hap, two for three with two walks. Bellinger, two for five with four RBIs. Suzuki, three for five with two RBIs. And Swanson in his first game back, two for four with an RBI. I think, Dustin, this was the offense Jed and Carter envisioned at the start of the season. Well, you can see how important having both Cody Bellinger and Dansby Swanson in that lineup are. Um, and it's about damn time Dansby Swanson was back in there. I'm sick and tired of seeing him on marquee taking ground balls and in the batting cage. You know, at least he should have been DHing. So I'm glad that he got back out there on Saturday in game three of this four-game set, but they definitely, definitely need his bat in this lineup. There's no doubt about that. And that and takes again, us to game four, Crowley. We get to we get to Sunday. Cubs have a chance to uh, win the series and not split. The Cubs record on Sunday is abysmal. Jamison Tyone, he's been doing better. And then Jordan Montgomery, who knows? But the Cubs win this one. 
seven to two. Um, we're going to talk about Cody Bellinger when we're done with this game right here, but there is not one hotter hitter in the planet right now than Cody Bellinger. He's ridiculous. Pitcher Jordan Montgomery couldn't clean in the first inning. Jordan Montgomery, the pitcher couldn't cleanly field a grounder by Ian Happ that would have ended the inning. So he gets the air on that. Instead, he had to face Cody Bellinger who proceeded to hit a two run Homer Dustin. Why on God's green earth, did the Cardinals not walk Bellinger in that situation with two great, outs great and question. one on? Great question. Unless they're just like, well, you know, our season is what it is. We're going to give this guy an opportunity to pitch against uh, one of the hottest hitters in baseball. Yeah, bad mistake on that one. The Cubs Whoops. would score five more in the third with the bases loaded. Cody Bellinger hit a sack fly to make it 3 nothing. Dansby would single to make it 4 nothing, And the big blow came when Jan Gones doubled to score two runs to give the Cubs a 6 nothing lead. They would score one more on a Trey Man series, Mancini single to make it seven to nothing after three innings. So the offense continues to stay hot. But to me, Dustin, how about Jamison Tyone? A nice start. You know, it's it's good to have that early run support. Let's put it that way. You know, you're up two nothing after one inning. But Jama went five point two innings, gave up one run on seven hits, one walk, and six Ks. To me, Dustin, another step forward. Absolutely, that was a big, big effort and. uh and uh, you're right. I think having that uh, two nothing lead, you know, get staked to that. I think that changes the mindset. You're able to attack the strikes on a little bit more. And then they added a bunch more in the third and uh, he was uh, settling in nicely, settling and, in nicely. And not only that, the Cubs offense gave manager David Ross a big enough lead. He's able to rest the regulars in the bullpen. When you're talking about Al's line, you're talking about Merriweather and you're talking about lighter and a lot of the guys that have been used a lot, lately and so it's it's Michael Rucker and Anthony Kay and Javier Assad who finished this one up I think Assad's looked really good lately um Dylan Carlson did have an RBI single in the sixth and the eighth but the Cubs would win this seven to two taking three out of four which we said was necessary with this series but that doesn't happen Dustin without Cody Bellinger my god if you take a look at Cody Bellinger in his last 10 games 436 average 1.324 OPS 15 RBIs and five homers. I mean, that's pretty good. Not bad. And when we talk about homers, most home runs since July 6, Austin Riley's on the list. Giancarlo Stanton's on the list. Freddie Freeman and Manny Machado. But number one tied with Machado is uh, Cody Bellinger. And then how about this OPS against left-handed pitchers? So Cody Bellinger's a lefty. You think that, you know, that's going to be tough. He's in the top. He's with Freddie Friedman and Kyle Tucker and Shohei Otani. He has a higher OPS against left-handed batters than Shohei Otani this season. 1.067. The man's going to get paid this offseason. That's all I know. He's going to, if he continues like this, there's no doubt he's going to make a ton of money, Dustin. But, you know, uh, Bruce Levine, as we talked about, has kept saying he sees Stroman getting traded and the Cubs keeping Bellinger, trying to get in his good graces. And maybe he's the big free agent offseason signing for the Cubs. Hopefully so. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. 
So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.